Hello, I'm Dr. Scott Wadier. And I'm Tommy Welling, and you're listening to the Fasting for Life podcast. This podcast is about using fasting as a tool to regain your health, achieve ultimate wellness, and live the life you truly deserve. Each episode is a short conversation on a single topic with immediate actionable steps. We cover everything from fat loss and health and wellness to the science of lifestyle design. We started Fasting for Life because of how fasting has transformed our lives, and we hope to share the tools that we have learned along the way. Hey, everybody, and welcome to the Fasting for Life podcast. My name is Dr. Scott, and I am here with my friend and colleague, as always, Tommy Welling. How are you, sir? I'm doing great, Scott. How's it going? Awesome, man. I'm loving this new record time of late on Tuesday. Um, thought last week's episode was awesome. Um, yep. A lot of great feedback. How about you? Yeah, yeah, we're getting some good feedback, and we appreciate all the, all the positive um, comments, suggestions, support along the way, having a lot of fun, and getting a lot of people fired up right now. I love it, man, uh, especially with that challenge coming up. So last episode, um, we talked about the official launch date for the 2020 Vision Challenge, which is going to be seven days of guided fasting uh, with us. So that's February 15th. That's the day after Valentine's Day. It's going to run through the 22nd. Uh, last week, we also talked about diabetes, uh, some of the research uh, related to that, um, some of the organizations, um, two, two of the largest organizations out there in terms of, you know, getting and having a plethora of diabetes information, um, the pros and cons to go along with that also. And then we talked about the do's and don'ts of your first 24-hour fast, or if you are starting intermittent fasting for the first time, the things you want to do and not to do um, during your first first endeavor. Um, yeah, I think you gave a few good examples too of uh, things not to do, didn't you? Yeah, yeah. Don't eat what I ate. So <laughs> good advice. Yeah, and you're the one who gave it to me, and I still didn't listen. So, hey. um, yeah, lesson learned. Um, recap today's episode. Just what we're going to be going over today um, is some more information about the challenge, and we're going to go over a couple of testimonials. Uh, and some real life things that have happened since last recording. And then we're going to talk about fasting from the year 1910. A little bit of history. Yeah, right. And how amazingly relatable and unbelievably similar it is to the same conversations that you and I are having with people, with each other on a day to day basis. It's like society's broken record. Stay tuned. I text you and was like, did we write this? Like it, it was unbelievable. The, the, the verbiage and the, con it, it's just crazy. So we're going to get into that now. I don't want to give too much away. So sorry, I'm excited. Me too. Let's do it. Cool. Um, so the research, the book itself is called fasting. Um, I just lost the title, Tommy, the fasting cure. There it is. The fasting cure by Upton Sinclair. What is it? so when I when I said that to you the other day? What was I mean? I I don't remember what you said in terms of your reaction, but it seemed to be one of surprise. Yeah, so I I recognized the author um, back from sitting in you know junior high history class, and we talked about the jungle. So a lot of you guys might remember hearing about that. Uh, that was Upton Sinclair. He spent a few weeks in the Chicago, I believe it was, the meatpacking industry, and then he wrote this huge 
uh, expose became a, a, a best-selling novel, it, it kind of blew the lid off of the meat packing industry and all the, um, the inequities in the, in the sanitation in, in meat packing and a lot of the food distribution uh, back from the turn of the century um, was, you know, it's given the credit for the 1906 um, federal regulations on, on meat packing standards now, um, which turns out wasn't exactly his point, but um, Upton Sinclair has written, I, I think a hundred or more, you know, different works kind of blowing the lids off of different things, um, you know, around the turn of the century. So I had no idea that he wrote this book and we started going through it, just seeing so many things that, that we've talked about over the last year or things that we picked up on our own, um, little nuggets here or there from different sources. But I mean, it was like, it was like somebody just took all of our thoughts and wrote them down 110 years ago. It's crazy. And you asked me, where'd you find this? And I don't know. It just like magically appeared. I don't know where I came across it, but it was in the last 48 hours. And I recognized the name. I said it to my wife. I said, yeah, Upton Sinclair. She goes, why do I know that name? And I said, yeah, I didn't have the recollection that you did or the experience with, you know, the impact that I had when you read it. Uh, I don't remember. You said junior high history class. Mm -hmm. um, but I remember the name and then I, you know, just a quick little Google search and I was like, whoa, wait a minute. And yeah, it's, um, it's just amazing that it, 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 the, the conversations and the topics, um, and even since then, you know, this was in 1910, he, it was kind of a, a conglomeration of what he'd been experiencing with writing, um, you know, articles and like, and, and just documents and, and letters and, you know, his experience with it and how he found it and, and all these different things. But then like 40 years later, and now we're talking 110 years later, um, some of the principles have just been proven over and over and over again. And it, I mean, it just kind of blew my mind. Yeah. I mean, he, he, he starts off the book and he goes into where it all came from. He originally wrote a piece for Cosmopolitan magazine, probably the same one Cosmo magazine, you know, these days it was huge back then. It's huge now. Wow. Um, and for him and for the magazine itself, they had never had a single article receive so much response from, from the public. They wrote just dozens and dozens of, of letters every single day in response to his article and so his didn't they writing, ignore it, Tommy? Didn't they ignore a lot of it at one point too? Did I did I, did I read that and remember that? Yeah, right? I think they did from the beginning, and then it it got to a certain volume where where they couldn't anymore. I mean, you know, they said, "Well, we have to address this," and you know, he took a personal responsibility for it, um, in such a way that he he said, "Well, I I'm I'm writing this book partially out of a selfish need because I don't want to respond to every single letter." Because I'm, right. I'm getting so many questions every single day. That's right. And so, so he said about, you know, writing the book and he had been learning so much through the process as we all do. I mean, you and I have been um, you know, doing this for, you know, six to 12 months now. Um, and there's, there's still, there's still a learning process to it, which is, you know, it, it's, it's an evolution. And, and he found the same thing. And he even went into, um, Hey, I, I wrote a previous book on nutrition, but, even though it has a lot of useful information, it wasn't until he had the personal experience with fasting that he understood how incorrect all those commonly held nutrition beliefs were at the time, which is so much of what we've already said and, and what we've experienced. So literally you can see me now 
um, raising my hand. So this is an audio medium. So this means nothing to the people listening. So I'm just going to paint He's the raising picture his for hand. you. Yes, thank you. I'm literally sitting here going, yeah, that was me. You know, thousands of patients over, uh, you know, seven or eight year career, um, nutritional consultations, metabolic testing, uh, you know, you know, uh, body composition, uh, blood work. <laughs> I mean, mm-hmm. you name it, uh, Scans, calories, macro scan. Yeah. All this stuff. And it was like, until I started doing it and then, you know, looking at the science and the insulin and all the things that, that, that fall in behind, I was like, wow, yeah, this, and, and the results speak for themselves. It was working. So just amazing that he even looks at like things that were happening 40 years before, uh, his realization, which is just crazy. Mm-hmm. Yeah. And there were other doctors putting forth fasting texts in the, in the late 1800s. Um, you know, I'm not sure about before that they're, they're probably around too, but as far as well-documented they were there. And so he's referencing texts from 40 years before he's writing this one saying, well, I'm not, I'm not the inventor of these techniques. I'm just telling you guys about it and, and what my experience has been, what I've learned. And it's, it's an incredible testimony. And he has just pages and pages of, of patients and case studies. He's, he's not a physician, but other people who were fasting and, and detailed um, accounts of, of their experience. You made mention of a quote from the book that is directly, um, you know, kind of a part of my weekly life right now with helping um, some of my close friends, um, some of my long-term patients, uh, some family. And it's the same, one of the same conversations that I keep getting is when um, they come back to me after a week or two and they say, yeah, I went to my doctor's appointment and my insulin went from 46.5 down to eight. Wow. And what I say is that's fantastic. What did your doctor say? And they say, well, they didn't really know what to say. So they said that, I guess, just keep doing what you're doing. Or in certain cases, it's, I'm going to have to release you as a patient because you're not following my guidelines of what we're going to do to manage this condition. Now we're talking about diabetics in this situation, but Mm -hmm. insulin resistance is insulin resistance. It's just in diabetics cases, the insulin resistance has gotten to a point where it's much more substantial. So in the, he's talking about the same things that were happening back then with his conversations that are, are happening in our conversations now. So, um, you know, what he says in the book, he says, superfluous nutriment is taken into the system and ferments and the body is filled with a greater quantity of poison matter than the organs of elimination can handle. The result is the clogging of these organs and the blood vessels, such as the meaning of headaches, rheumatism, arteriosclerosis, paralysis, apoplexy, which is basically stroke, cirrhosis, etc. So everything that we talk about today, as far as metabolic syndrome, metabolic diseases, what are those downward spirals, those things that are killing us as a country, as a as a planet mm-hmm. and killing the healthcare system. What are, what are all these things that we can't seem to reverse, but no one's, no one's really prescribing a course of treatment that could actually reverse it. They're That's just, the craziest thing. Like 
we have more medicine and more knowledge and more processes and more procedures and more, you know, trials and more information than ever before. Yet the number one comorbidity with, you know, diabetes or syndrome X or, you know, that pathway of disease over a lifespan is arteriosclerosis or heart disease. Mm -hmm. Right. And more people are having this issue and more people are suffering and more people are having heart attacks than ever before. So it's like, okay, wait a minute. We've known this for how long? <laughs> and yeah. and it and it hasn't and it hasn't changed. No, it's the broken record. It's society's broken record. But the thing about it is uh what what we were talking about before with regard to just human nature, we we tend to think that we are the smartest. We have the best technology and the best knowledge of any group of people who was ever alive. So basically we get into the habit of thinking we have it more figured out than the people before us. But as we can see here, we're talking about the same things over a century ago. That's not always the case. Yeah. And there's, there's two main things you mentioned there too, like two things about fasting, you know, that people fear or two dangers, so to speak. Um, And these are again, conversations that we have with people on a day-to-day basis. Yeah. Right. Right. From, In the first few pages of the book, he says, there are two dangers to be feared during fasting. He said, the first is fear, which we've talked about before. Right. He says, no one should begin to fast until he has read up on the subject, convinced himself that it is the thing to do. And if possible, he should have with someone with him who has already had the experience, a guide, basically. He should not have about him his terrified aunts and cousins <laughs> who, are, who are doom and gloom, chicken little, telling him that the sky is falling and that he's wasting away because he's not. Right. He's finally getting healthy and they don't understand it because they're not experiencing it. They've never done it. They're fearful. And fear, I mean, that's a whole nother conversation. Um, but that's why one of the things that we talk about in the in the and in, in the outline of uh, kind of how we're delivering this information and what we're trying to do is, you know, mindset and motivation. So mm-hmm. is your mind in the right place to do this? And mine was that day that you told me to stop eating. And now obviously it wasn't just that direct, um, you know, uh, instruction. It wasn't like, just stop. It was okay. This is what I did. This is what you're going to do over the next two weeks. And that's what we want to do with the challenge too, is we want to give you a place that's not surrounded by terrified aunts and cousins, um, but people that are with you of like mind that are willing to do the, go through the transformation process together. And that's why I was successful um, because you, know, you were there, you know, kind of lead me along the way. Yeah, I, I used several, um, several resources, Dr. Fung's book, The Obesity yep. Code, um, a couple of other books after that. Those were my resource my person who had already been to the other side, mm-hmm. that, that was that. And, and then I was that, that person for you. We're going to be, you know, that person for everyone who's in the challenge. That, that's the purpose of the challenge. Yep. Absolutely. And the, the second fear that he, he mentioned there was breaking the fast. He, he goes into exactly what you were talking about on last week's episode about what not to do. <laughs> Don't just jump in and eat, like crazy, don't eat like you've been fasting for a day or a week or however long it's been. Jump back in slowly. Give your time. Give your give yourself a little bit of time to to adjust. Take it slow, and then you know ease back in. You'll feel it. 
you'll, you'll feel your way through it. Hey, y'all, I wanted to take a second and tell you just an incredible story about an amazing company that we've come across recently. Um, and now they are a sponsor of our show. It's airdoctorpro.com. You can head to the website, use a promo code uh, fasting for life to receive up to $300 off. But most importantly, uh, my little guy, my two-year-old has not slept consistently through the night uh, since he was born. We have tried everything you can imagine. He is our third child. And we're just like, what is happening? So we have gone to great lengths, time, money, and effort to figure out um, how we can help him sleep. And uh, the reality is uh, we were pretty much just resigned to the fact that this is how it's going to be until we put the Air Doctor Pro in his room. And I am not joking when I tell you the first night that we put it in his room, he slept through the night. The second night, slept through the night. Now we're up to 35 plus days that he has slept through the night. He has only woken up two times, rather than two, three times a night, two times in the last 35 days and counting. And we are just so incredibly grateful. The reality is uh, we had a feeling that it was something that we were missing. And the indoor air that we breathe is two to five times more polluted than outdoor air these days. In some cases, up to 100 times more. We spend 90% of our time indoors. And we take 20,000 breaths a day. So what's the solution? An air purifier, a cut above the rest. I'm not going to lie. We have tried others. We've tried other HEPA filters. We've tried other air filters. We have spent the money and they have not done the results that Air Doctor did in literally the first day that we put it in his room. They filter out 99.99% of dangerous contaminants. That includes pollutants such as allergens, pollen, pet dander, dust mite, mold spores, and even bacteria and viruses. So I don't know what it was that was keeping them up, but it is now gone. So Air Doctor comes with a 30-day breathe easy money-back guarantee. So if you don't love it, send it back for a refund minus shipping. Head to airdoctorpro.com. Use promo code fasting for life to receive up to $300 off air purifiers. An exclusive listener um, offer for you as well. You'll receive a free three-year warranty on any unit, which is an additional $84 value. That's exclusive to you, the podcast listener, now hearing this in real time. Lock this special offer by going to airdoctorpro.com and use promo code fasting for life. You guys know that we are very particular with who we partner with. And if it wasn't for this incredible company and this, the incredible results that we've seen, I would not be encouraging you to head to the website and take advantage of the fasting for life promo code. So if you support our sponsors, you are ultimately supporting us. We are grateful for you listening in and now back to today's episode. And this was one of the, you know, the big things that, you know, he was talking about so many years ago was his schedule, his stress, his work, his food, um, all of the things that we hear from people today when we, when we do, you know, feedback or we ask, we ask people questions or we have conversations about fasting. Um, and after we get through the initial fear of, oh, you're starving yourself and all those fun comments. Mm -hmm. Um, once you get through that stuff, you really get down to the root the, or the underlying, you know, uh, issue at hand, which is, uh, people just don't know, like they don't know that it's a possibility and they don't know the benefit. And that's why we talked about benefits on a couple episodes ago. Um, it, there's so many benefits to it. Um, and one is, you know, just the underlying process of, of giving your body a break, you know, sometimes, and he didn't do, um, uh, Sinclair didn't do long fasts. He just did them consistently over a time period. And then he talked about his wife and how she got better. 
And it's the same thing with mm-hmm. um, the woman who went from a 46.5 to an 8.9 um, doing one meal a day. She just does one meal a day. She's lost 50 pounds. She's off all her medications. And it was just the consistency over time undoing the lifestyle, which I can't even fathom was similar back then as it is to now, like with all yeah. the chaos and inputs and just social media and constant distraction and addiction to our phones and coffee and food and caffeine and <laughs> just all this right. stuff. Like back then it was, it was different stressors, but it was still the same conversation. Mm-hmm. And, Apparently the same brain, the same end result, you know, which is we all get distracted and bored and in, in customary habit, if we're in a, a growing, you know, he was in the middle of the industrial revolution there. Right. So in a growing economy, access to a lot of food, probably just like we have today, which is one of the biggest things is that families and people were, I'm no historian. That's probably other than geography and possibly spelling. Those are two of my weakest things. Um, but it was that time in the desperate where people were moving away from the distant farm and the family farm into the, the hubs and spending a lot of time away from the family and working and stress, you know, levels were going up and they're away from their families. And yeah, the, just the abundance was clearly there. Um, so the indulgence began. And especially if you came from money back then, you had the ability to have, you know, cakes and pies and breads. And it was a whole ordeal. Like you had mm-hmm. seven and 10 course meals. Um, you know, dinner started at two. <laughs> like what? You know, so um, it's, it's just crazy to see the parallels between the two. Yeah, it, it is. It's... Um... I don't know. It's, um, it's, it's unreal how, how similar it was back then to the way it is today. And, uh, you keep going with the book and you just keep, you keep feeling like you could read it like it was written today. Yeah. And, and the, and, you know, and just like you mentioned Dr. Fung earlier, um, you know, the amazing thing about seeing it from the other side is that he, you know, was treating patients, um, for a couple of decades and, you know, to get, our hands on those resources. And I'm not talking about his book, but the 40 pages of research in the back of the book. Mm-hmm. Um, you know, I thought I was almost done with the book and I was, cause I didn't realize that the back of it was just research after research, after research, after research. Um, and, you know, just, just picking a few out here and there, you know, the parallels to, again, the same mirror image of what it was back then. So the point of this is to say um, there's, there's another way. Uh, in simply incorporating fasting into your daily life, you can see immediate changes. I mean, I'm talking like immediate, like within 24 to 48 hours, you will feel different. Mm-hmm. Yeah. Like if you've ever had a successful um, eat less, move more, kind of drop 500 calories. And then if you stuck with it religiously, I mean, just you were strict a week or two later, and you said, wow, you know, I'm down five, six, seven pounds mm-hmm. and I'm, I'm feeling better. I noticed my, my clothes are fitting looser. I'm just, uh, I'm breathing easier. I'm sleeping better. That, that's in a matter of hours to a day or two in a fast instead of a week or two. Or even an, longer. Yeah. Uh, and, and many people who are going to be listening are at a point where, that week or two isn't doing anything on that eat less, move more because it's just, there's, there's too much insulin resistance over too long of a time. It's no longer effective. 
so what this is interestingly um there was a challenge that i know of that was done in the month of january and it was an abstinence from sugar mm-hmm. so nothing that was derived from sugar made from sugar sugar you know anything to do with anything that ended in ose glucose fructose sucrose any of it okay. remove all of it so all the starchy carbs um all of this stuff and i was invited to be a part of the group and i know the docs that run this group and they are absolutely amazing in the field of functional medicine hormones thyroid you know uh, really allowing the body to heal from a natural perspective um mm-hmm. there were quite a few people you know because you get the notifications and i was seeing people commenting and saying well yeah i've been no sugar for you know it's been 30 days and i've lost no weight and I'm really struggling with my cravings and I've put on eight pounds and you know, there's absolutely a ton of successes. Do not get me wrong. There's a ton of successes Mm -hmm. for people removing the processed foods and the sugar from their diet, but there are a lot of people saying the opposite. And they're like, yeah, I I quit two weeks in because I just wasn't seeing the change. And that's the power of fasting Mm -hmm. is that it's not starvation. It's short-term restriction, allowing the body to rebound as quickly as possible mm-hmm. um, and it, it's just amazing like i didn't believe it and then after my first 24 hours I was like whoa <laughs> like just just yeah. crazy so were you, how what were you down in this first 24 hours of my first ever fast mm-hmm. <laughs> i don't know if you're gonna i think you know this i think you just set me up here i don't know if everyone else is gonna believe me but it was over seven pounds okay i was down about 6.2 oh, okay. in my first 24 hours so yeah. i believe you yeah. You believe, believe me. Yeah. Mm-hmm. Um, but yeah, so seven, I, I almost didn't believe the scale at the time, but right. I believe you and water, of course, diuresis, all the flushing out. Yeah, absolutely. Oh, yeah. It was not seven yeah. pounds of fat, but, Oh no, no, no. But we'll talk about, you know, that process and phase two liver detox and all that stuff. I'm sure at some point in the future, cause you can't keep me away from the research side of things. Cause I am at heart a nerd. I would never try that. Yeah. That's <laughs> well, you're, you're guilty as well. So, where are we taking this and why it's really, you know, turning this, this challenge on the 15th is we, we wanted to do this earlier to just been full transparency. We're like, all right, let's do a challenge. Let's keep people on board. Let's do a challenge. Let's keep people on board. We've talked about this for a while. So mm-hmm. everything is coming to a culmination point now where the new year's resolutions are over. People have failed. They're getting back to just kind of giving in. They're not as strict. They're not as diligent. Now there are that subset of people out there that are super successful that on the 95% plan that they are unbelievably strict. They never miss a, a calorie or a macro or workout. But for me and for a lot of people and like yourself, that's not sustainable. So the challenge is going to set you up for immediate success. You're going to have resources and templates and never mind daily action steps, daily video trainings. There's going to be feedback where we're going to ask you to fill out some surveys and quizzes and and really get to the, the underlying, you know, why you want to do this. And in seven days, we should be able to get you to a point um, and help you get to the point in terms of mental clarity and decision-making to say, okay, this is what I'm going to do from here on out. And in those seven days, you should see enough results where you're like, okay, just like back in 1910, where he's like, I'm in, this is what I'm doing. That's what we want from you guys too, is to be like, all right, I see it. I understand it. And now I'm ready to do it. Absolutely. Yeah. Um, You know, as far as the accountability goes, if you think about it, accountability is one of those things where when we get started on a track, it's, it's so easy to veer off course. Life comes up, 
things happen, stuff comes up in the way, especially if you're doing this on your own. Again, we're, we're that person with you, helping right. you on the other side. So we will help you be accountable every step along the way. And that's what's going to help you see results. 100%. And that support group, you know, it's, it's going to allow you to express concerns. And, you know, one first rule of fasting, if you listen to the earlier of episodes is uh, we don't talk about fasting. And the second rule of fasting is we don't talk about fasting. So <laughs> just on the podcast. Yeah, just on the podcast. If you guys are listening, we talk a lot about fasting. But um, again, this fits any lifestyle, paleo, low carb, macros, reverse diet, whatever you're doing, um, adding fasting in can be a really powerful tool. And we really want, it's not really about the fasting itself on the seven day challenge. It's about the process of um, getting your mind right and getting the, the perception of what it is that you want to accomplish. And then within those seven days, seeing that short-term response and being like, wow, I feel different. I see this. This is easier than I expected. We'll help you work through all of those, you know, initial fears and things like that. And just be, you know, hopefully, you know, we'll have some, uh, just like you and I have had uh, our personal experiences, but also the people that we've been helping, you know, we'll have some amazing, you know, results to the point where, you know, a lot of people ask, well, what can I expect? Well, you can expect better energy, better sleep, um, better digestion, um, you know, all these different things are going to happen. And one thing that was mentioned way back, and this is the last thing I'll say, because um, I don't want to go down another rabbit hole, but from the book, he said, he's like, you can expect a pound a day for a longer extended fast. And I've done a couple of seven days and I know that, yeah, I mean, seven days, it's about seven pounds, you know, and there's a little bit of a regain and it's not about the weight, but the expectation is that you're going to see the change and boom, it's going to click in your brain and say, okay, I got this. I can do it. So mm -hmm. 15 back that you can go and fuel the next step of the journey. And that's, that's so important. Control. Simplicity and control. Those are two things that you said to me very early on um, that have just stuck with me. So um, as we wrap up this episode, um, we are ironing out the final steps. So we got about 10 days before the challenge launches. So how do you guys get engaged? So what we want you to do today, right when you get off this or as you're listening to me continue to speak, go to Facebook, log in, go to our Facebook page, Fasting for Life, right? Search the fasting for life. Yeah. The fasting for life, excuse me, at the fasting for life. I always forget the D and, but I like how it accentuates everything. So at the fasting for life, <clears throat> you'll see our blue and orange logo. Like the page, it's right in the middle of the page. Some of you guys out there are like, okay, Facebook, this is a little foreign to me. Get on Facebook right in the middle of the page. There's a menu bar, click like, and then that will put you, um, uh, and there's a little menu next to it to follow that will, give you the notifications of when we drop the link to sign up for the challenge. We haven't dropped it yet. And that's done by design. Um, so when we do drop it, I want everybody to know that they can get it and get in because there is limited space in the group. Um, and just the feedback that I'm getting from a lot of people is that, you know, everybody's been asking me when this is going to happen since I feel like back in June, <laughs> but you mm -hmm. know, it's really just yeah. been the last six weeks. So go to the Facebook page, be fasting for life, click like, follow us. That way you get the notification. And then the last thing is go to the website um, and download the fast start guide. Yeah, actually everyone who's gotten the fast start guide, um, you will be automatically um, 
given all the updated links whenever the links drop on Facebook. So get the fast start guide, start your preparation now, and you'll automatically be included on all the next steps uh, for the challenge. That's a really good point. So yeah, I missed a step there. So yeah, if you've already downloaded the fast start guide, then uh, you will get the notification of when the challenge link drops. So I just want to be really clear about that. Um, thank you for that clarification. <clears throat> that is not my strong suit. So I appreciate that. Um, all right. As we wrap this episode up, uh, anything else, Tommy? No, excited. Awesome, man. Can't wait. It's 10 days away. So um, everybody, you know what to do. And we will talk to you next week. See ya. Have a good night. So you've heard today's episode and you may be wondering, where do I start? Head on over to thefastingforlife.com and sign up for our newsletter where you'll receive fasting tips and strategies to maximize results and fit fasting into your day-to-day life. While you're there, download your free Fast Start Guide to get started today. Don't forget to subscribe on iTunes, Spotify, or wherever you get your podcasts. Make sure to leave us a five-star review and we'll be back next week with another episode of Fasting for Life.